When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blue Moon. You saw me standing alone. Without a dream in my Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair with three guests of you from a blue, Stephen Allwise. Hello. Good evening. We've got Steve Cox. Hello. And we've got Lisa Rubinowitz. Hello. I think it is only fair and right and proper that we briefly mention Shapi uh, Coense, uh, the players, staff, supporters and families. I mean, words really are not enough, um, but our thoughts are very much with them at this moment. I don't know, I'm not expecting my guests to say anything in particular unless they feel it's relevant, but I felt I just wanted to start the show with that. Listen, our last two games, uh, two under-par performances against a German team and Burnley, put us through respectively to the last 16 of the Champions League and for the time being at the top of the Premier League. So is this the sign of a great team having success when playing not that well or should we be worried? Stephen? I think... As ever, there are elements of both. Um, we've we've not played well, I don't think, actually, for the last couple of months. There's been the odd game, uh, West Brom away in Barcelona at home, and arguably Barcelona away for the first half, where we have played well and, and resembled the team we saw at the start of the season. Equally, for most of the last couple of months, I think we've struggled. Um, I don't think we've shown the fluency or the intensity we did for the first 10-11 games and of course people will say oh a tight narrow hard-fought win away to Burnley and Crystal Palace it's two tough away games that's a sign of champions champions don't play as poorly as we have done or not poorly but as far away from our potential and if we play like we have done in the last couple of games against Chelsea at the weekend I think we'll struggle now we can argue we're not going to play the same way. We're going to raise our game against a Chelsea team who are in form and playing very, very well at the minute. But I do think uh, 
we need to quickly find our best form because I'm not sure how long we can go on just scraping these tight victories. Two under-par performances, it's fair to say, Steve. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing for me watching us at the moment is, is we, are, we are not moving the ball quick enough. Um, and I think you look at some of the better games we played against Barcelona, we create more opportunities when we are um, moving the ball much faster and, and we just don't seem to. We created opportunities against Burnley and actually if... if Paul Robinson hadn't had a blinder, yes, we could have been saying, oh, we won 5 or 6-1, but the upshot of it is we didn't create enough clear-cut opportunities at the, at the weekend to win the game comfortably. I mean, it, just don't look ourselves at the moment. Is that the 37-year-old Paul Robinson who hasn't yeah, played know. for 17 decades? I know, but if you wouldn't have thought it when you saw him on Saturday, would you really, Lisa? Can I just interrupt no. and ask a completely impromptu mm, quiz please. question yes. uh, to we anyone like, listening like or, yeah, 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 or we like fellow guests. Yes. Uh, Paul Robinson is one of five players who played in the Premier League this season and in the 90s. Can you name the other four? So still, so, so played the just... Who played, played, played in the 90s yeah. and have played this season in the Premier League. What a great question. Thank you. So, uh, so, so let, let's leave that hanging yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for the yeah. show and if you've got Absolutely. any thoughts, tweet well, us. I don't yeah, know, so Nigel. Exactly. No, do it. At, at City Podcast. So let's see if we can find a, a prize or something for somebody at some point if you can get it right. But yeah, at City, we're on Twitter at City Podcast or on Facebook. Let us know if you can uh, work out who that is. We're, we're not playing. We're not, we don't look like the side we were early doors. You know, those first few games when there's Steve said we, we moved it quickly that, that first half against West Ham and all the things that we remember where we were absolutely brilliant it's uh, but we're still winning yeah I, I can't quite figure it out and I don't think it's as simple as saying because I saw the team for Burnley and thought where's the creativity coming from this team but at the same time when we do play those more creative players I still think we're falling below par or below what we've seen in, in the odd one or two matches recently so I can't exactly figure out what it is um, but but the problem is it at the beginning of the season when we were playing very well and it all looked very good, I think it, it allowed us to not focus on the defensive frailties and now because we're not creating chances, those are coming more to the fore and and against a better side, for example Chelsea, and that, I think that's where we, we have the chance of really slipping up and it's a shame but to be honest, I guess it is kind of what I expected and I think from what Guardiola said after the match, he is still learning which is understandable to a certain point but some of what he said surprised me a little bit that he should know by now that Burnley would play that way and he sh- I-, I was disappointed to hear him say that that was something he needs to But he, to changed, learn, the te- he but changed the team, didn't he, to be fair against Burnley, so he, he did yeah. change okay, yeah, we have the European game to think about etc, but he, he did change it Too much, I think Yeah yeah, he rested too many players and, and, and we lost a bit of pace or seemed to lose a bit of pace. We, As Lisa said, I couldn't really see the creative focal point in that team at all. Um, and, and we just looked a bit out of sorts. I think this is the first time in a long time we've had a week with no midweek game, no international break, where I'm sure he'll give the players a couple of days off but then work them very hard in training and I'm sure he's got something planned to counter Chelsea's new formation which is working well for them. I, th- I think he's trying to manage a few players. He's, we've seen with Stones, he's, he's played a lot of games and then he's taken him out, not even put him on the bench, so he's given him a complete break. And Sane, again, was on the bench a while, played a couple of games, wasn't seen for a while. So I think he's trying to manage a few players. And uh, Silva and De Bruyne, without them, of course, we're going to lack creativity because they're our best two players. Um, 
but if you take Gundogan out as well, we just didn't have that, that passing in midfield of, of keeping the ball ticking. And it was all a bit too reliant on on Aguero to produce something from nothing, or you're asking Navas just to or Sterling out wide to beat the man. We didn't seem to play as a team. It was a bit more down to individual moments. Can I go back to what Lisa said and raised because it's, it's on my list of things to talk about, which is the defence. Because I think it's it's something like no thirteen times in fourteen games we haven't kept a clean sheet, which is really not acceptable for a side of our quality. And if you're going to sort of win competitions, it's Good, t- good sides are built from the back, people have said in the past. And, and, and the, I just want to focus a bit on the defence, if we can, and, and just talk about that, Steve. I know you've got some yeah, fairly strong views, as always. I'm, I'm not sure how often we've actually played a consistent back four for a start, really. We, we kind of chop and change around. Um, company gets back fit. He plays half a game and goes off injured again. Um, we take Stones out and rest him for a bit. Otamendi's had a bit of a rest. Kolarov, he keeps insisting on playing Kolarov at centre-half. And I'll be honest with you, as much as Kolarov can pass and he can run forward and he can cross a ball and he's got a bit of a shot on him, he's not a defender. He really what, is. What, not is he, what is he then? He's not a midfielder or, or an attacker, I've, is he either? Do you know what? I've really no idea. He's <laughs> someone who you could, he, What you want is you want to be able to get the ball forward a little bit and then sub him on so he can run towards the goal and put a cross in or have a shot and, and then take him straight back off again. But, but I, I don't know. He's just. But he's also tried three at the back as well, hasn't he? Of course, it's not yeah. just the, the line. Yeah, it's I actually th- three at the back, four at the back. You know, he, he, he tries. To, at least he's trying yeah, different things. I think I guess. the point to make with Pep is he's not built for a clean sheet and will try and pinch yeah. a goal and, yeah. and grab a 1-0 mm. his philosophy is effectively we'll score more than you yeah. the worry over the last few games is just how vulnerable we've looked because there's instances where when Burnley or Palace play a long ball and you know we, we're not the biggest we're not the most physical team we're going to struggle that you know if they hoof it up to Benteke or Wickham we're going to lose out but it's also the fact that when we lose the ball in midfield, if we push our full-backs or if he plays three at the back and has Navas and Sterling or Sané as so-called wing-backs, they're so far up the pitch and we're so vulnerable and teams are breaking three-on-three, four-on-three against us and we look all over the place. So I think he's trying different formations. I agree, it's he's still relatively new to the country and probably hasn't decided on his best team yet and he's still experimenting, but... If we're as vulnerable or as open against Chelsea, they're going to be more ruthless than the teams we face. What what I will take issue with, though, sorry, Lisa, to cut across you there, is that uh, in the commentary on Saturday, Robbie Savage was heard to frequently tell us that we were not handling crossed balls into the box, which actually I don't think we missed many clearances at all. In fact, their goal came from a clearance that we just didn't contest the second ball from. And there does seem to be a bit of an, an anti... Was any, it a any clearance t- from 37-year-old Paul Robinson? No, no, not, not, no. not on that occasion. No, no. it wasn't, no. Just no, I, the I, there, there does seem to be... <laughs> they did say that a few times <laughs> as well. Did, but there, there, there does seem to be, uh, not an anti-City agenda, but there does when we're not quite playing to our full potential they seem to come down on us like a, an anvil um, and, and I do find that really frustrating particularly with rubbish average <laughs> back to the defence then <laughs> Lisa the defense. yeah I, I don't think that the whole um, conceding I mean whilst I would prefer us not to I don't think that's I agree with um, Stephen I don't think that's going to happen um, he 
he, I don't think Guardiola necessarily cares so much about that. The problem we have at the moment is when we aren't creating enough clear-cut chances or when we have the chances, we are not scoring from them. If we could guarantee... If I looked at the way we, are going for, way we were going forward against Barcelona or the way we were going forward earlier in the season, I wouldn't really care about conceding a goal. But at the moment, it worries me a lot because I'm not convinced we're going to score one or even two, which is what we need. Going back to the pundits, I mean, the, the Mönchengladbach game, I found it horrendous to watch as a City fan. But the, the way the pundits thought they, sh- they were there to be entertained by City made me laugh quite a lot because really Pep's done his job we've gone through to the next stage. Well exactly and I, uh, let, let's sort of spend a bit of time talking about the German team and that game then because we needed to draw and we did job done you could argue Yeah it was, again it, it relates back to what uh, your first question and what I was saying then that you can say job done and you know we didn't pick up injuries or we were able to rest a couple of players and we didn't exert ourselves too much in the second half the other way of looking at it is, again, we were quite vulnerable that first half hour especially. We didn't play well. It was quite uninspiring. You know, we weren't at our best again. So I think if that was in isolation, you'd say, OK, job done, fine. It, it's been more of a trend, though, recently. And I think we've got to snap out of it quickly. And I also doubt that that's what Guardiola set out for either. And if I thought that he would, he'd gone there for a draw, then I would accept it a lot more than... I, the way it is, the way I saw it was we just did not play very well and I can't believe that he intended for it to pan out like that at all. I, th- I think we played um, up until the point when Fernandinho got red carded, I think up until that point we were playing for a win. I think after that it would just shut the game down. Yeah. And the last 15-20 minutes we were discussing it off air before we killed the game mm. and we did to Munch and Gladbach what other teams especially Juventus brings to mind have done to us in that they're a goal ahead, or in this instance, we didn't need to concede. And they just kind of take the sting out of attack. They don't give you any momentum. And Juventus were, were brilliant, I think, at kind of feigning injuries and rolling around and, and being on the floor, getting the physio on, and just killing the game and not giving you chances. And it's something we've been probably too nice in the past. And whether it's Pep's influence or whether it was just we were down to 10 men and, and didn't want to take risks but we didn't allow them a sniff in the last 15, 20 minutes. But Fernandinho sending off, I thought it was terrible. Violent conduct, I would have thought. I'm surprised he wasn't sort of arrested on his way off by some sort of local pol- police chief, because he was... I mean, talk about violent conduct. Was, was, was it that outrageous. fly flicked off that guy's back as he ran past? Outrageous, I thought. Mm. Horrendous. What, what a dirty bastard. But we're not... I guess we're not complaining because he, he misses the Celtic game and gets a rest. If that, <laughs> I don't think he would have played anyway, to be honest. No. Here's a, here's do, a question. What, another, do, is what, it another quiz question? It's not another quiz question. Oh, have you thought of any answers I, yet? I have, I'm thinking, actually. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't come up with a name yet. Question so it's, a, what, it's a great question. Thank you. What team he plays against Celtic mm. in the next round? Because we're through. We're going to finish in second. We're no chance of catching Barcelona. Does he rest? all 11 players or does he show a bit of professionalism to the competition I'd like to think he will it's a great question it's one that I've got written down so it's uh, I think it's a great question uh, and initially I thought we'll just play the kids because give them a rest but then you think now come on it's uh, 
can you can you get fined in Europe for playing <laughs> a team of kids? You know, you can in some of the, the domestic competitions. Mm. If you play what they see as being an understrength team, then you copper a, a huge financial penalty for it. Probably more than you get for racial abuse or any other um, fragrant disregard for the rules. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would like to think that we will put out a reasonably strong side. He would want to get. I would hope he would want to get back back at them for having given you know three goals to them away in in Glasgow, and, and perhaps get a win. So I'd hope we'd put a strong side out. But I mean, you could see it as an opportunity to play well and score some goals and get back into that kind of yeah. mentality of winning. I don't know. I'm not that I'm saying we would definitely beat Celtic, but it, you know, it, I. I I know that he doesn't want to overuse players and they need a rest, etc., etc. But they obviously also need to carry on playing together in the way he wants them to play. So you could see it's an opportunity to do that. I mean, it's a dead rubber because they, they can't qualify either, can they, of course? It doesn't matter what, what the score is. So it'd be interesting what sort of side they bring as well, of course. It could be a complete waste of time. I'll guarantee one player who won't be playing. Yaya Torre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, is it, uh, uh, before we move on, I've, I've got a name for you, okay. and I think Lisa may have a name as well um, for your quiz. John Terry. John Terry is correct. Get in there. And Lisa, your name, please. Gareth Barry. The legend that is Gareth Barry is equally correct. Excellent. There we go. So that's three out of five. Robinson, Terry, and Barry still waiting for two more. Excellent. So people tweeting in, it's not a lot of point, is it? If we keep coming up with the answers, is it really? But anyway, there's two more to go. So, so Lisa's got one, uh, I've got one. Just just you to go then, Steve, really. No pressure. No pressure okay. at all. Let, let's uh, briefly talk about uh, Burnley as well. Um, and I think, you know, Guero's, you know, we talk about Fernandinho's violent conduct. I think it's the classic goal of the season, Aguero's second goal. I think it's, it's there, it's already nailed on as goal of the season. I mean, what? Chris passing, beautiful touches and, and a cracking finish all round, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Speechless. It did look like a scene from one of those black and white movies, didn't it? <laughs> People and Keystone bodies, Cops. like Keystone Cops comes to mind, yes. It really did look at a trade. But then, at the end of the day, Aguero scores. So. Can't one down again. I suppose it's the same story. So we, we've, we've done it. We've done it to death, haven't we? It's the, it's the same story. Yeah, one we've, down, and we've and started slowly though. Yeah. Um, at the start of the season, especially, we were just so quick out of mm. the blocks and and scared teams with how well we played in that first half. We I, I, and I don't know what it's quite down to. The commentators, I know we've touched on them. They were talking the whole time. Burnley have made a brilliant start to the game. City are struggling. I don't think we played badly, and I don't think they were great. We just again struggled to create. And I think 37-year-old Paul Robinson had a cracking game, didn't he? He actually saved, people shot and he saved. And they, you know, just absolute food and drink to most goalkeepers became the most amazing save. It, it did start to piss me off by the end, I have to tell you. It really did. It doesn't show, though. <laughs> not much, no. Not that I'm telling you this at all, or the, or the listeners either, but there we go. Um, anything else to say about the, the Burnley game, other than the fact it's a, it's, it was a... We, we won, and it's three points, and we did go top for a very short time. I, I just want to say, pick one player out who we don't normally mention on the pod, is Fernando, mm. who came into the team a bit more pragmatic, maybe, from uh, Pep, just picking a bit more defensive, bit of muscle in that midfield. I thought he was very good. In a team of five and six out of tens, he was probably a seven. Very good. Well, let's have a quick break, and we'll, and we'll be back very shortly. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. 
Well, welcome back. Uh, Player of the Month, Gundogan, worthy winner. Had a good month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see more of him. Stop resting him. <laughs> Play him more regularly. Yeah, Gundogan, you, I mean, you like him. You he's like coming Gundogan, back from an injury still, so... Uh. Yeah, I think he's been good. I wouldn't say we've seen the best of him. I think there's probably a lot more to come, but I think he's someone who at times can appear to be on the fringes of a game. You don't always see him making these lung-bursting runs or spreading 50-yard passes. But I think over time we've seen how important he is to Pep's style of play, of just keeping the ball ticking and making angles for other players. And I know that Steve likes the way that he arrives into the box quite late. He does. He seems to have a habit of getting into the box at exactly the right time to put the ball in the net. But I also like the fact that he plays with a smile on his face as well. He's one of those players you, you, you can't fail to like him. Well, before we move forward to the, the game at the weekend, which is not a title decider, according to all the players, and, all, and I'm sure my, my guests as well would agree, it's a bit early for that, I guess, uh, we did throw, throw it out there to uh, our Twitter followers, sort of what they want to discuss, and three things came up. One is our defence, which I think we've probably talked about already, I suspect. Uh, the second issue is about the youth, and, and Kelechi, Mafio and Garcia were particularly mentioned, and the fact that uh, Pep doesn't seem to be giving them the opportunities maybe he should or could it's a, that's a difficult one um, normally those kind of players we would tend to play in the Capital One Cup which we're now out of having lost to United in the last round so I'm, I'm kind of struggling to see opportunities for them short of our first pick players being injured in some way shape or form um, you know, particularly for Inacho, given the fact that um, Jesus is coming in January, um, he looks like a natural shoe-in for either one of the wing slots or even um, in place of Aguero at times up front. And where does that leave Inacho? I don't really know. But Pep doesn't look to be using them as much as perhaps we thought he would at the beginning of the season. Yeah, if you looked at our bench against Burnley, and that's with the likes of Company and Delph missing and Gundogan and Stones missing, you still had some serious first team quality on there I think Garcia in a couple of games he's played this season has been excellent and has looked yeah. a very accomplished assured central midfielder and as much as I like him are you going to play him ahead of Fernandinho or Gundogan or Fernando or Delph when he comes back there's an argument to say he's probably a bit put out by Yaya coming in from the cold um, but Maffeo are you going to play him ahead of Sanya or Zabaleta I think Angelino is great. Can I just, uh, arguably, people would say yes, ahead of Zabaleta, yes, he can't keep going back to sort of past successes. He's finished. He's, his pace has gone. So okay. yes would be I, my I, argument. I, th- I think Maffeo's done okay. I know a lot of people like him. I don't think... Okay, Chelsea, say Sanya is injured. I, I hope he isn't because I'd play <laughs> him, but say he's injured. Do you play Zabaleta or Maffeo? Nigel? You're probably right. You probably play Zabba, but I think there are other games actually. So against Chelsea, too, yeah, you probably get you need that experience head, don't you? But the, there are other games, Lisa, surely where Mafia could could have a, a shoe in. There are other games we could have a shoe in, but I would go back to the question about Zabaleta. Yes, I think the your immediate reaction is to play Zabaleta, but play him, and he could could have an absolutely terrible game, and everyone would be like, well, obviously he was the only option. And yeah, if you picked Mafeo and he had a terrible game, be like, why did he try that? And I think, although I don't see Guardiola as a manager who thinks like that, I think there is an element of that at the moment because he's still trying to find out what works best with the players he's got and probably doesn't want to take that risk with a youngster. However, 
I love Zabaleta, but I think maybe we need to start trying these things because it, I don't know. There's no, there's no guarantees about what's going to happen with this season anyway, and I sort of feel like this season is the time to try out the youngsters at times that might be seemed deemed to be a bit more risky. Maybe that's a bit controversial, but sure. I mean, realistically, Zabaleta. I think it's realistic to expect that at least one of each fullback, one left back, one right back next season, isn't going to be there. So why not bring them? Start bringing them in now. Maybe Pep isn't quite convinced by Mafeo. There was one game where Sanya and Zaba were both out against West Brom away. And he Dave played Fernando. Fernando at right back. Now, I think partially he was worried about West Brom's physicality and playing a long ball, and Maffeo's not tall, and I don't think he's that strong at the moment. That would have been an option. I'm a big fan of Angelino at left back, and I'd definitely have him over Kolarov as an attacking option. There are times I, I also like Clichy, and I think <coughs> he's more solid defensively. Angelino's not had a look in this season. Garcia has, has played a couple of games, done well, and not been seen again. So... I don't know whether it's down to Pep not rating them as highly as we do or just biding their time to, to put them into the team. It's, 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 a, it's a tough one, really, because you, you look at our defence, which we've covered already, they're not really performing quite as well. Clichy was a bit frustrating on Saturday because he kept overcommitting himself and then leaving us a little bit exposed. You look at Sanya on the other, and I actually love Sanya, I think he's a great player, but I found him so frustrating that he wouldn't do the Zabaleta thing of overlapping. So do we need to bring in this youth and exuberance to perhaps exploit that a little bit? And it, it kind of comes down to maybe potentially taking that bit of a risk with a little bit more pace and a little bit more passion and, and, and actually foregoing perhaps some of the defensive side of it, knowing that we might get a couple more goals out of it. Okay, <clears throat> last question before we move on to... Uh, and I think I've got another player, by the way, as well. I could do that now, if you like. Go for it. I think, would Jermaine Defoe be one of Jermaine them? Jermaine Defoe is incorrect. Ooh. Was he not in the night? Did he not then play in... Cle- clearly not, because he's no. played this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, was, I thought was a, that was a definite... Oh, obviously not. Okay. Do we want any, any clues, any hints? Uh, I, well, could, I could try one more. Okay. Peter Crouch? Peter Crouch is incorrect. Mm. So two players still to go. Yes. One has featured for City, Ooh. and the other most definitely hasn't. Has featured, so that means I've played one game. Has featured for City. Indeed. Okay. Right, well, we'll keep thinking. Steve, you, you haven't had a, a correct guess yet, just to remind you. I haven't had a guess at all, actually. Correct. Let alone a correct one. All right. So, uh, you can kick off with Pep's tactics then, which was the third issue that was raised by our Twitter followers. Um, and the fact that we just kind of, we went back to those early days where we were playing it out, passing across the back four to the midfielders, and now we just boot it anywhere. And there, there was an article in, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm paraphrasing here, but there was a, an article <laughs> in the Times, Times on Monday, uh, apparently. Which talks about all the statistics of and proves the fact that our defenders and Bravo are just booting it now. If in doubt, kick it out is what they said. I think it's not a bad thing in, in reality. Um, I'd far rather a player take a pragmatic approach than than just sort of risking, you know, taking a big risk. And we've we've copped a lot of criticism, or players like Stones have copped a lot of criticism for taking the odd risk here and there, rather than using Rose Z as being the target, and I think that there's nothing wrong in doing that, and actually starting again, I guess you've got to be what you don't want to do is start giving stuff away in your quarter of the pitch that first 25% of the pitch makes a big difference, if you get caught out there, the likelihood is, 
they're going to get a goal-scoring opportunity. So it's not about getting the ball out of there quickly. Pep doesn't like necessarily doing that. However, if you're under pressure and there's no option, you've got, you've got to take the, that route. No, and I think it's all about pragmatism. I think it comes down to Lisa's comments about him, him still trying to work out exactly what it's like to play in, in England. It's fine playing against Barcelona because you know how they play and actually they'll give you that opportunity to pass the ball out of defence frequently. But you're playing against someone like Burnley or Liverpool, they might not. But it does, does look as though he's changing tactics though, doesn't it, Lisa? When you, when you look at some of the statistics that are being banded around, that we've, we've, we know what we were playing like and we, we certainly weren't clear, booting it downfield if in doubt. But there was more of that happening in the last couple of games against Palace and against Burnley. Yeah, it does look like that, but then, yeah, maybe it is to do with the opposition, and I, and I, again, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing if it means we don't put ourselves in stupid situations, and because I maintain, I do not think he has the defence to play completely the way he wants to play, and if he's realised that, then he, that might be a reason he's, I don't know why it's taken so long to realise that, but that may be a reason because, you know, they frighten me. So Stephen, must win game at the weekend, title decider all if, that, these... if only we had 37 year old Paul Robinson it, it, Exactly, we're going to have to have 39 year old Bravo instead uh, So we've got Chelsea played 13, 31 points with a goal difference of 19 Liverpool, 13 uh, 30 points, goal difference of 18 At Manchester City, 13, 30 points as well with a goal difference of 70 So we're one point behind the leaders If we don't win this, the season's over We can't win the league if we don't win can't win against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. What a load of bollocks. Oh, completely. It's going to be a tough game. They, they've done the opposite to us. Struggled at the start of the season, but then have found a system that seems to suit their players. It gets the best out of Hazard and Costa, who are their danger men. And it's turned the likes of Alonso, who was a failure at Bolton, and Victor Moses, who's been a failure at most teams, into players who are looking very powerful at the minute and I'm sure Pep with the week off that we now have will think of something to come up against them but it, as I've said if if we play against them as we've played the last few games I think we're going to struggle but we generally raise our game for the biggest matches yeah I, th- I, I think so we do we do tend to play well against the, the Chelsea's and Man United's of this this world and I think it's, it's difficult. How do we approach it? You need 11 good, very good players out there on the pitch at the weekend. That's probably why some of them were rested last weekend, to make sure they weren't overused. As Stephen quite rightly pointed out earlier, this is the first week that we haven't had an international break or a midweek game to disrupt uh, the preparations, and I'm sure Pep is preparing them accordingly. I think he's seen how Chelsea play. They've been fairly consistent in the way they've approached games over the last few weeks, so I think that would give him a clue as to how they're planning on approaching us on the weekend. You're pretty good normally at sort of predicting our lineup and so on, then, Lisa. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think will be going for? Is it a full? The full? What do you see as a full strength squad? Full strength. Full strength eleven. Not with Kolarov in it, so I won't be predicting that correctly, will I? He probably will play. Um, oh, Gundogan's going to play. De Bruyne, Silva. Just throw them all in. Aguero. Yeah, he'll be fine. No, I. I. It. It will be very difficult, and I'm afraid I'm a bit more doom and gloom about the prospects of winning the league if we don't win this match um, because I think it is going to be very tight I think it will be Liverpool, Chelsea and a few, and us and Arsenal probably fourth as we know um, and so 
I think losing games like this at whatever stage of the season is always a problem because then you're relying on them to slip up where they probably won't. So, so, so obviously I, I was joking when I talked about this one when you must win game. You, you're actually saying it is actually probably it's. I shouldn't be quite so cynical and actually it's it's it is quite important we win it. Is I think it's important. Look. Obviously, at this 13, point, it's impossible. Yeah, at this point, it's impossible to say it would definitely make a difference. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if it did at the end of the season. And I think we create problems for us. We create. A pro- I certainly wouldn't want to lose it. Lost, I could, lost, I could lost live with a draw more than I could live sure. with losing it. Um, but I, I just think, yeah, we lost to as I said before, we lost to Spurs and and. Yeah, I just I, I think it just creates a problem because I mean, although having said that, we've beaten Burnley, which is something we would tend to not do in the past when we had situations like this. But I've always said that when we lose these kind of home games, we create a problem for ourselves. We have to go to other places where it's going to be hard away from home or even at home where teams come and play 10 men behind the ball and it means we have to get a result out of those games and as the season closes out we see more and more games like that happening and I just I just think it has more I'm not trying to be doom and gloom about it I know that's what it sounds like but I think it is quite important Uh, we lost to Spurs we lose to them it's kind of lose to Chelsea at the weekend then it's 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 difficult isn't it to then win the league from there I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those seasons where teams drop points uh, when you don't expect them to. Um, you know, we've dropped two points against Middlesbrough. Well, you'd have at home, you'd have backed us to to win probably quite comfortably. Of course, we don't want to lose. I don't think it's terminal if we do. Um, if we lose, we're four points behind. It's a third of the season gone. I think there's plenty of time to to recover from that. Yeah, I I, I can can see both points of view on that. Yes, there's time to recover from it, but. I think I'm probably more in Lisa's camp on it than I am in Stevens. in that I, I think it's very important to get three points off of a potential championship rival because it's three points you gain and three points they don't have. And, and, and it kind of, they talk about this silly six-pointer nonsense, but I, I do see it as it can make a massive difference at, at the year end if you win these games. That said... If we lose it, am I going to go out and commit suicide on Sunday morning? No. Oh, hopefully not. You know what I mean. The, the one other thing is, it, I, I, if, it was, if I thought it was just going to be a two-horse race between us and Chelsea, then, I, bizarrely, I would see it as less of a problem if we lost to them. But I think the, the problem here is that it's, not going, it's unlikely to be two just running out in front. It's going to be relatively close. And, to ca- and we've said that, I think we said this last season at times when some people, for some reason, thought we might win the league. I wasn't one of them. Um, there, were, there was not just one team to over... The, the gap wasn't just to one team. It was to two or three at certain points. And if, if Liverpool win at the weekend and we lose, then we're four points behind Chelsea, three points behind Liverpool, and then we play Arsenal in a couple of weeks. And I, I can just see the momentum building in the wrong direction there. That's Stephen, would you take a point? Yeah, I said, well, I mean, I would prefer to win, but I think a point is less of a problem. Let's have predictions Parity, then. Let, let, let's, let's quickly go around, and uh, I know you love this. Uh, prediction then for City-Chelsea at the weekend, Lisa? I think we're going to lose. Yeah. Um, 2-1. Okay, Stephen? 1-all. I think we'll win 2-1. Okay, I'm going 2-all. Very good. Uh, well, uh, that's it. So, so thank you very much indeed. Uh, but before we go... 
Uh, it's how on earth do we... Are we going to leave it to our Twitter followers or are you going to give us the answer, Stephen, to our... I think I'll give you the answer. Oh, go on then. Uh, so the player that has featured for City... Just, just, rem- just remind us of the question first. So, name the players that have played in the Premier League this season and also in the 90s. And you so far got Paul Robinson, Gareth Barry and John Terry. Can I try one more guess? You can. It'll be wrong. Michael Carrick? Michael Carrick is correct. Oh, get The player in. who is definitely not featured for City. That's what did it for me. They're definitely <laughs> not featured Fabian, for City. Fabian, Fabian Delph. Fabian Delph. And the player who has featured for City <laughs> and against City this season, Ooh. Shay Given. Ah. Ah. Very good. Well, a huge thank you to my three guests. Um, that's 37-year-old Steve Cox, 37-year-old Stephen Allwise, and 21-year-old Lisa Rabinowitz. This is Nigel <laughs> Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.